0: Thank you for returning to the podcast, Top Turtle MMA podcast, on flowcombat.com. Could not fit all of our content into just one episode this week, so we're back with a special bonus episode today. Uh, I've got a really great interview here with UFC Moncton's Chris Fishgold, who fights Calvin Cater this weekend. I'm really excited about it. Because he's not just one of those new prospects or those guys who hasn't fought yet, but he's a huge British prospect that I think a lot of people are sleeping on, especially in this matchup. He's got crazy submission skills, and he's got a record that proves it, so... Uh, You're going to get to see him in his more natural weight class this weekend. I think it's going to be a banger of a fight, and I think you're really going to enjoy this interview. But before we get to that, I first want to let you know that this bonus episode of Top Turtle MMA is brought to you by Sheath Underwear. Go to sheathunderwear.com to check out the only underwear that supports your marbles. ...without crushing them. Their unique pocket gives your cash and prizes... ...the support they need while also promoting airflow. It's revolutionary and you'll never want to wear... ...any other kind of underwear ever again. I've got mine on right now as we speak... ...heading to jiu-jitsu. And if you want to get in on this... ...as you should, go to SheathUnderwear.com... ...use promo code FLOW... ...that's F-L-O... ...for 20% off your whole order. Sheath Underwear brings you this episode... ...of Top Tier MMA Podcast... ...in our interview... With Chris Fishgold. This is Daniel Gumby reeling with Top Turtle MMA on FlowCombat.com, and today I have the pleasure of speaking to Chris Fishgold, who fights Calvin Cader this weekend at UFC Moncton. So, Chris, I want to ask you a little bit about the beginning of your MMA career. Uh, you turned pro at seventeen. H- how young were you when you started training?
1: Yeah, um, I well, I I done little bits of martial arts, going up traditional martial arts, but not would ever stuck to him, So often, like just a month here, a month there, like boxing, coming through and stuff. And then, um, I started training properly full time when I was fifteen. Like, um, left school, went straight to next gym, met Paul Rimmer, and uh, it all started from there really. Wow. So uh, obviously, like
0: some of the other earlier martial arts, like you said, were were sort of what inspired you. But what made you want to get into those earlier martial arts?
1: Really, martial arts. We just um, it was more me, me brothers, my mum had wanted us to do stuff, so my brothers and stuff would uh, do it. So, like it was just like my mum was trying to get us into hobbies, but it wasn't something I ever stuck to, you know. And then when I left school, I remember seeing the UFC when I was fourteen, and um, it was a Tito Ortiz fight, and he took someone down, and he was doing someone in, and um, I remember thinking, that's what I'm I want to do told said to the teacher i will be in the UFC one day and obviously I'd, I hadn't even trained by then you know I was just a young kid but I knew that's what I wanted to do then yeah I, I left school and that's basically why I got into it when I left I wasn't going to university I wasn't doing my A-levels I was on a co- college course that, that I weren't really into and um, yeah, thought like now's the time to start, and I started every day. Started training every night. When I turned sixteen, I started training twice a day, and that's basically where it all started. How it started.
0: That's awesome. So you said it, it was a Tito Ortiz that fight that started it all. Are, are do you consider yourself like a Tito Ortiz fan? Do you like en- enjoy his style? Is is that one of your uh, your influences?
1: No, I had seen the Tito Ortiz fight. I was amazed by the sport, but. Um, well, growing up, when I first got into it, I was a big Chuck O'Dell fan. Um, obviously, it goes out of band, you know what I and mean? I think runs into that. And then watching the sport more, Matt Hughes. became one of my uh, main fighters to, to watch. Um, just the Reds' book and just the way he carries himself and the way about him. So, yeah, I'd say it was more Matthews when, um, I was when I first started.
0: Ah, so in, in Matt Hughes has sort of got at least a little bit more similar style to you than the other ones with his takedowns and, and you know, decent submission game. Uh, is, is that sort of why you wound up being more of, you know, a, a dominant grappler is because you, were, you grew up watching grapplers?
1: Yeah, yeah, my, yeah I grew up watching grapplers to your start. I think eh, I took to the grappling a lot more eh, when I started. I, I felt like I, I was pretty good at it and... Yeah, it made me want to do it even more, and obviously it gets better. And I think it was just meant to be, you know, with with a face like mine, it's like not going to get you I'm not going <laughs> to do you any favours.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so, and you know, you you clearly took to the grappling. We we saw a fight recently that you had in Polaris, uh, which is a pretty up and coming uh, grappling comp- competition against Marcin held. You're, you're clearly a very strong grappler, and it's one of your favorite parts of MMA. Are are you interested in more of these like submission grappling events, some of the the submission only ones, or now that you're in the UFC, is it more going to be like a strict MMA
1: focus? No, well, to be honest. Well, 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 to be honest um, I never really give a good impression of myself in Polaris for you know I had a lot going on in my personal life and I, I hadn't I, to be honest I had never trained much much for that which um, is down for me but no grappling is definitely a big part of uh, what I want to do um, I'd, I'd love to be on Polaris again I'd love to be on, on EPI you know and I'd, I'd, now that I'm back training now that I'm back at my natural weight um, I put I went quite heavy, you know, around that Christmas period. Mm-hmm. I'd, yeah, I'd love to jump on at any, um... any grappling show that'll have me and, you know, compete against the best.
0: Well, you heard it, Eddie. Uh, give this guy a call. Um, so you, you fought at 155 pounds in cage war. You know, you mentioned your weight there for a second. What well, What was the idea to make the change down to 45 for this upcoming fight?
1: Um, did you actually, um... You know, I started taking it serious. I was fighting for so long, and I still hadn't been signed by um, the UFC. You know, I think you get lazy with the diet, and it, it was just do- domestically. That that was it. I don't want to kill myself every, every single fight. When you know, it's I still hadn't got nowhere. I was seventeen, one and one, and I, I still hadn't made. That. And when the UFC was coming to Liverpool, and I hadn't been called up, it was. Um, it was hard to it was hard to think, but then you know, I got called up, and it's meant to be. I think, I'd rather make the effort to make the cut now and be fighting people more my size, because you know, some of the guys in the, in the UFC, the groups you know, they're very big. I mean, is a featherweight that I'm fighting, non sappy, and he's five eleven. so that's pretty big for a feather.
0: Yeah, and and you you know, I, I'm glad you mentioned Calvin Kerdor too, because. You know, he's kind of a huge name for your debut. He was recently ranked in the top 15. Um, you know, only one loss, and it was to Hanato Moicano. Are, are you su- kind of surprised that you got such a big name in your UFC debut, being as you, you waited so long for that call, like you said?
1: Um, I am surprised that the UFC gave me it, but then at the same time, I'm not surprised because I know my level, I know what I beat, and I know what I bring to the table. Um, if anybody asked me what, what, um, what would be my perfect matchup for my first fight I'd say a top 10 where I'm the underdog um, Keita was ranked top 12 but he's still in the top 20 and I'm a big underdog I've got exactly what I'd wanted for my first fight so it, it's a blessing really you know a lot of people out there think that Keita's going to win from what I've seen so I've, I've got nothing to lose and you know I'm I'm not gonna lose, I'm gonna go out there and I wanna seize the opportunity. I'm very confident in my skills and I've put all the preparations in place. Yeah, and that,
0: that was actually gonna be my next question. A lot of people out there do think Calvin Cater is gonna win. I I recently saw the odds on a couple of sports books and they've got you betting off at almost a three to one underdog um in some sports books. So does that sort of change your mentality? You've been such a huge favorite over in Cage Warriors for probably your last 10 to 15 fights. Is it weird, you know, sort of being underestimated for the first time?
1: Yeah, well, to be honest, the odds were a lot more than that when it first came out as well. Um, sure, it was 4-1 to to four to one at one point. But now, um, I've been the underdog before. Obviously, the last couple of fights have been the favorite, but... I've been the underdog before, you know, for even from the beginning of my career when I was taking fights with a like, 17-year-old kid, taking fights with like, men that were, you know, had middleweight titles and stuff like that, and, um, yeah, I, I rise to the occasion every time, and, you know, the, the, the bigger the stage and the more people count me out, the, the more I will rise to it. Plus, you know, you need to look at it stylistically. Um, Cater's only ever fought strikers. He hasn't really fought a grappler. That's tried to grapple with him. Most of my career, I've only fought strikers and all to handle strikers. You know what me?
0: Yeah. So that that actually brings me to my final question. You've got this great wrestling pedigree. You get this great grappling background. Uh, do you expect this one to end on the mat? And if so, sort of what's your uh, what's your prediction for how long this one lasts?
1: Yeah, but so i have at, like I said i put all the preparations in place um, like the last fight I had against uh, Alexander Jacobson he he was 8-1 as a pro but he'd had 300 boxing fights and K1 fights you know he, he was no no, um, no push over standing he'd knocked um, his last couple of opponents out and I went out there and out struck him so I can't strike if I choose to so I'm just going to uh, I'm going to go out see how it goes and just see how I feel when when, um, when I get in there But I have no doubt That that, that win is mine I know I can I catch him With a shot He's going to go out And I know if I take him down He's going to go out So either way that, That's my uh, prediction Pure confidence
0: Alright well you heard it here first guys uh, Chris Fishgold Fights Calvin Cater This weekend At UFC Mockdown Up in Canada Make sure that you catch it Chris thank you so much For the time We really appreciate it
1: uh, Thank you so much